Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Blue Wire. What are your birthday plans? Watching the Jazz beat the Clippers in game one. It's pretty nice. I also uh, have tuned up my bike. Ooh. And I plan on... Uh, Just whipping ass. <laughs> Better ass whipping in American Fort Canyon, eating carbohydrates. Mm, love carbs. Which has been few and far between for me lately and i'm really looking forward to that i had that uh the rest of that tiramisu birthday cake for my for breakfast this morning <laughs> it was so good breakfast of champions so <laughs> <laughs> yes uh almost got my voice back my next pod i'm gonna sound totally normal it's gonna be dope <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, Utah Jazz Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network with me, Sarah Todd, Jazz Beat Reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, Greg Foster, birthday boy. You're 36! <laughs> Speaking of birthday boys, I think we need to open this up with some very important news. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed and ashamed that i didn't know this information but our boys our kings our our absolute boys the the boys that the unsalvageable podcast stands for more than any other boys jordan your six men of the year clarkson and jarrell stunt on them brantley have the exact same birthday june 7th which is also prince alan iverson this great company, cool guys are born on June 7th. Yeah, it is the, it's the cool guy solstice as I tweeted out today. And, you know, it just feels like, you know, now that Prince has left us, we do have his legacy. I now feel fulfilled. I am a Prince Stan beyond Prince Stan. He is my favorite. He is the coolest human being to ever grace planet earth and knowing that jordan clarkson shares a birthday to him we now have an heir apparent <laughs> we do I, if he any- is the heir apparent it feels like a prophecy being like fulfilled now that i have this knowledge like this is something that has been written in the clouds the universe has aligned along with the stars and i have been blessed with this knowledge that has created a solace and you know a feeling of euphoria that uh is rather indescribable i think it just it leaves a door open for jarrell brantley to carry that cool guy torch it's Mm -hmm. open jarrell you can take it you you can run with it you've got that june 7th universe lineage running through your veins you can do it, Jarrell. I mean, yeah. we all we already think Jarrell is cool. Now it's time to piece it all together. It's time for you to be that missing link for the Utah Jazz. 
I, if any of you have missed it, go check out Greg's Twitter feed at dad sham dad, because he's put together just a beautiful thread of images and likenesses, similarities between Prince and Jordan Clarkson. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful birthday homage to our cool guy, our cool King Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I mean, that is, if you're ready to, to buy a one-way ticket to erotic city. It's a, I love the pictures that you found. The one, the one of both of them leaning back uh-huh. is just, it's beautiful. Uh, both svelte, slim men who, who know how to wear a headscarf. And who also have fabulous shooting form. Great skin. El- elbows in, <laughs> elevated to yeah. the side so you're not blocking your vision. Yeah, straight legs, no kick out. Yeah, straight legs up and down. You're not jumping forward. You're not fading back. You're balanced. And, you know, we're seeing as well some some real flexibility and dexterity from both of them. And, you know, and they shine on the biggest stages. They really do. Uh, June 7th, an official unsalvageable podcast holiday. I'm taking work off for the rest of the day. (laughs) This is... Podcast over. <laughs> well, after this, but yeah. however, it is, uh, it is against my religion now to work on this day. Yeah, which and then that's that's a nice two day trip for you. June seventh, an unsalvageable holiday. June eighth, birthday boy. That's right. I just feel honored to be in this circumference, this radius of greatness. It's an honor to be cool solstice adjacent. Now that we've covered the important business, mm-hmm. let's get to that little thing that we call the playoffs. The Jazz are going into the second round. We know that they are going to be facing the Clippers now. Bring on Los Angeles. Bring on Kawhi Leonard. Bring on Pandemic P. What do you think about this matchup, Greg? I think the Mavericks choked like a dog. <laughs> I don't. There is no honor. Steps Porzingis, they failed. There's, there's a. There's no room for that impression on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think they, I mean, I think you saw exactly why Kawhi Leonard is, I don't know, one of the five best players in the league and a guy who's won two finals MVPs. He, he went straight up uh, Terminator to T2 style on the Mavericks and they didn't have an answer for him. And on the other side of things, though, especially early on in the series, Luca and the Mavericks provided the blueprint on how to beat the Clippers. Right. And it's things that the Jazz do well. Yeah. And it's things where the Jazz actually have an advantage. If you're just going X and O's and you're looking on paper at the matchups, the Jazz have clear advantages at, in, in the, in the backcourt, provided Mike Conley plays. Yeah. And uh, with the big man, I mean, Rudy's going to have a clear advantage in this series, but it's all about how you how you take advantage of it. And we saw Luca just destroy the Clippers in the pick and roll and expose their their the Clippers lack of backcourt defensive impact as well as just expose their their bigs, especially Zubak. We talked about it on the on the last podcast. Where, we recorded but like Luca's on off numbers when Zubak was on the floor were historic 
Right. And so these are things that the Jazz can take advantage of. They're also deeper. The Jazz have a deeper, better bench, you know, especially if Luke Kennard is going to get paid $64 million to, uh, you know, fetch Gatorade and keep seats warm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like any series that the Jazz play in, Rudy is going to be such a key part of that matchup, no matter what the situation in this matchup in particular, the difficult portion is going to be when the Clippers go small. Because mm-hmm. whether, you know, I've, I don't know if the Jazz are going to try to play a zone like the Mavericks did. I think that the, the Jazz can play a better version of that. Rudy's faster than Boban Marjanovic. He can close out better. He, his, I mean, if we're being honest, historically, he does well in those situations. Yeah. It's just the bad ones that people remember. Yeah, And so him being able to play well in space, and then when they do play a, a more traditional five-man lineup, whether it's Zubak, whether Serge Ibaka comes back, they've got, they've got, I mean, they were talking about DeMarcus Cousins, whether or not they can, so like, I mean, they've got options they can throw, but nothing at the center position where if they are playing that traditional lineup, that Rudy wouldn't dominate that matchup. So right. it's going to come down to how he operates against the small lineup. Yeah. And you know what I see this series as just talking about this and the, and the matchups and especially, you know, the X factors, this is the jazz's golden opportunity that they want. Yes. You know, we always hear about, Oh, Donovan and Rudy are always slighted. And there's always this like almost inferiority complex when it comes to jazz fans and even jazz players. Sometimes, you know, we heard about, Donovan, I think it was that game against the Sixers where he's, he's talking about, oh, it's bullshit that we don't get the calls that other teams have. And like, you know, there's this us against the world mentality. You guys want to go out. You want to shut the haters up. You want to prove that you are an elite team and that you have elite players. This is your time. Like it's straight up put up or shut up time. Like this is a series that could solidify Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert as both an elite pairing and as elite players, like you want to prove to people you belong in this upper echelon, you want to shut those haters up, then win this series and outplay Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like two guys who are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, two guys who are going to be all NBA this season. You can like you can do that with the win. Like you want to, again, even more so, you want to prove to everyone that last year was a like the 3-1 collapse against the Nuggets was a fluke. Go out and, and make the Western Conference Finals as we talked about as well, like the Clippers are going to play small. They're going to switch everything on defense, a lot like what the Rockets did in those series uh, a few years ago. Like, Rudy, can you evolve? Can you guard the perimeter? Can you make them pay inside the way that you didn't make the Rockets pay? If so, that's going to hush a lot of critics up. So go out there and, and capture the moment. Like, this is your time to shine. Go do it. I think very specifically to that point that this, this is Donovan's moment too. Mm -hmm. We, we talked about it after that Memphis Grizzlies game five, that he, he started to emerge as a superstar. It was him be playing more deliberate, dominating in, you know, positionally more often. And then also the 10 assists he had in that game, he, he coordinated the entire jazz's effort. Mm -hmm. And so as he emerges coming out of that round, if he plays at that level or greater, and he will probably need to play at a higher level in this series and the jazz beat the Clippers, 
that's going to be another notch on, you know, his trajectory into stardom, superstardom. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, if he yields the same results that he got against the Grizzlies, right. That that's going to launch him into that upper echelon. However, it is going to take a much higher effort right. because the Clippers are a much better team than the Memphis Grizzlies. Absolutely. So if you are. can match that output, that's going to, yeah, that's, that's going to help be probably the X factor in this series. And, you know, again, go out there and do it. This is, this is your, this is your golden moment, man. Uh, as far as the news updates go, we're recording this. Uh, Monday afternoon, about 1.30. And what we know from the Jazz is that Mike Conley did go through portions of practice today. That's a great sign. Mm -hmm. The fact that he was held out of any portions of practice is not cause for concern, I don't think, for me. They are absolutely certain to be cautious with him, and rightfully so. And so just the fact that he was running with the team, going through anything at all, means that they are preparing to play with him. Uh, We have not got a definitive you know, injury report yet. That'll probably come out later this afternoon. So you guys will have already know that news by the time that this comes out, but that's what we know. And we spoke to Donovan Mitchell today. I asked him specifically, how is the ankle feeling? And he was like, feels great. Ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. And you wouldn't expect him to say anything else, No. (laughs) but based on his performance, you know, and based on things like that insane rebound he had where, and then dribbles out and yeah, hits that three, like, and the way that he played in game five, like leads me to believe like the guy's getting healthy or he's pretty damn close to hundred percent, which you're going to need. You're going to yeah. need your guys to be healthy. Like Michael Conley is going to be so critical in this series because Mike Conley is a much better player than Reggie Jackson or Patrick Beverly or Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley, in my opinion, was the best player the Jazz had during that Grizzly series. Absolutely. He was, that, he was that calming presence. He was Mr. Dependable. You saw like the on-off numbers when Mike Conley went to the bench and how the how the offense just collapsed. Like he's the captain of your ship. You need him. Absolutely. I think that the Jazz are. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they've, you know, put in contingency plans just in case Mike can't go, just in case right. something happens and they're right to do that. But like you said, this is just a better team than the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were a warm-up to the real thing, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And so they're going to need everyone playing peak basketball to get past this team. We talked about it already a little bit, but Kawhi Leonard and how Royce O'Neal deals with him is going to be a really huge part of this series. Quite frankly, it's, it's going to be concerning if Royce O'Neal gets into foul trouble. I mean, at that point, then you, I, I guess you have to put maybe Joe on Kawhi and then who's guarding Paul George. It gets a little dicey at that point if you can't keep Royce on the floor during those minutes. But I am very excited to see how he, how he fares against Kawhi. Yeah, Royce, as we talked almost ad nauseum against the Grizzlies, was the best version of Royce I think I have ever seen. Yes. And much like Donovan, we need that version of Royce O'Neal, but that version is going to take an even higher level of effort and focus to yield those same results. Because, I mean, I can't say enough about how good of a player Kawhi Leonard is. 
He's so, he's so smart. He's such a good shooter. He's a fabulous defender. Like he's just a guy who can absolutely just impose his will on a game whenever he wants. And when he gets into that zone, like he was in, in that game seven against the Mavericks, Mm -hmm. he's shooting contested shots against three defenders, much less one. Yeah. And so the goal has to be don't let him get into that like t2 zone mm-hmm. you've you have to contest everything and make everything hard for him like so so hard like really yeah. make that guy work because if he starts to feel it and he gets into that Kawhi zone it's not going to matter what royce does at all yeah i think the i mean the key to this series in in my opinion is again when you've got guys like Kawhi leonard and paul george like you're not, you're just simply not going to shut them down. Yes. Like, I know we like to slander Paul George, but he was pretty damn good in that Maverick series and like was efficient and averaged over 20 points. Good on the defensive end. Good on the defensive end. So like what you have to do much like, I don't know, like John Morant or Dylan Brooks, you know, again, elevated level of competition, elevated level of talent, but you have to make them work. Everything that they do has to be laborious. What you cannot do and is the absolute most critical piece of the series in my mind is you cannot get beaten by the role players, by the Clippers role players, like the Mavericks did. You can't have Terrence Mann getting 13 points and a half or Zubak controlling the glass or Marcus Morris going seven of nine for deep or Reggie Jackson being the best player on the court. Kawhi and Paul George are going to get theirs. You cannot allow the bench guys to get theirs. You can't let them get going. You've got to be able to contain them. And, and even more so you have to win the non Kawhi non Paul George minutes. Yeah. The jazz have the, the talent, the skill level to win those non Kawhi minutes. They can dominate those offensively. I agree with you that defensively it's going to be, hugely important for the jazz's bench to outplay the Clippers bench. Mm -hmm. And I hear a lot that the Clippers are a very deep team. That's something that I hear a lot. And I think that I'd like to counter that by saying, I don't think that they're deep. I think they have options. You know, they went out and got Rajon Rondo and Boogie and guys like uh, Patrick Beverly and those are all like specifically in mind with that keeping that depth, but like Cousins isn't playing, Rondo didn't play it nearly. I mean, he wasn't running things. You had Reggie Jackson running things for the Clippers, and Patrick Beverly was basically played off the court by Luka Doncic because he couldn't keep up with him. And so they have options, but they still end up with a shortened rotation and role players like Luke Kennard or Terrence Mann that honestly are not are not great. They can be shut down. And so I, th- I think that the Jazz have the better bench and they have the talent to do that. They're just going to have to be a little bit flexible because you don't really know which version of the Clippers' depth they're going to go with. And again, when you have that advantage like the Jazz have, especially on the bench, much like the Grizzlies, you can't play with your food. No. Against, against this team, you cannot give up 14 to 2 runs against the Clippers. You cannot let them get momentum and, and get their guys going because they have what the Grizzlies don't have, and that's really good shooters. They have something like six or seven guys who are hitting 
close to 40% on their threes. This is a team that can actually keep up with the Jazz if you get into a shootout. Let me list off Clippers players who shot over 39% from three throughout this season. Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, Nicholas Batum, Amir Coffey, Paul George, Terrence Mann, DeMarcus Cousins, Rajon Rondo, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris. Yeah, they got shooters all over the courts. And the honestly, the only one of those that are taking like less than two threes a game are the ones that aren't playing at all. DeMarcus Cousins, Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann. Everyone else is taking multiple threes and they're making them at an extremely high clip. And so the defense mm-hmm. just, ha- it has to be on. You've got to close out. You can't let guys take uncontested open shots because they will make them. And an, on another thing, that goes along with that, even if the, the Clippers aren't hitting at a 40% rate, the Clippers are a good rebounding team. Yeah. And the Jazz are going to have to gain rebound like we saw in games four and five against the Grizzlies. You can't give this team multiple opportunities like the Jazz did in, in the first three games against the Grizzlies. They're too, they're too good. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be... You know, we're still waiting on that 48-minute complete game from the Jazz. You're going to need that. You're going to need multiple 48-minute effort games against this Clippers team if you want to win. We've seen the Jazz do it throughout the season. Uh, They're fully capable of it. Now, again, opportunities there. Go out and make it happen. Yeah, I think um, really importantly, and we, we touched on this a little bit in the last pod, we, you know, we saw Jordan Clarkson kind of like Donovan round into form in game five against the Grizzlies, but he can't have four games off this time. Jordan Clarkson has to be on his game. And even more importantly than that, Joe Ingles has got to show up this time. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so, so important. Uh, they need him to take pressure off Royce because Royce is going to already have his hands full. They need him to be able to run that second unit. They need, they need him producing at higher than six points and two assists a game. It's just, he was so below his average. He has to be better on both sides of the ball during this. If you want to win those non Kawhi, non Paul George minutes, Joe Ingles is the engine that makes that happen. Yeah. Yeah. He's so mission critical to this team winning this series that we need to see a full 180. We need a complete return to form of Joe Ingles in order for this to happen. If he struggles like he did against the Grizzlies, it's going to be a long, terrible series for the Jazz. I think there's, I think there's a, a huge amount of weight placed solely on Joe Ingles' shoulders. If you love listening to us here at Unsalvageable, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Here's the deal. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all of the other listening platforms. The best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me, Sarah, talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. 
acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. Again, that's bwhustle.com slash join. Where do you fall on the Clippers just played a game seven. They had, you know, they're traveling into Salt Lake at three o'clock on Monday afternoon, and they've got to play at altitude on Tuesday. Where I fall on that is I don't really think it matters that much. I, I don't think maybe for games one and two, it really matters all that much, much like we saw that with the Grizzlies after what happened to them. Um, but what we, I, I think there are some parallels between what could possibly happen to the Clippers and what we saw against the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies ran out of gas mm. in games four and five, especially late, which helped usher in the Jazz's comebacks and then that big blowout in game five. Right. I think that could be a factor, but it, it's going to take the Jazz, it's going to be chopping down that tree, in my opinion. Yeah. You've got to have that continuous pressure. The Jazz have to play up-tempo. They have to run. They have to be dictating pace. And they can't let the Clippers dictate the game. This is, this is a, in my opinion, a series that, that's dictated a lot on, on tempo and how fast guys can play and aggressiveness. Yeah, You've got to take it to them. You cannot let the Clippers take it to you. Kawhi is an interesting case study on someone who, like like we've said over and over, he can go into that T2 zone and just he's laser focused and nothing can stop him. But we've also seen what it looks like when Kawhi doesn't have any more gas left in the tank. Uh-huh. And that's why making him work hard is so important because if you can make him work really hard and wear him out, he is a guy that can run out of gas. Yep. And he kind of, it's like a precipitate, it's a pretty precipitous fall when he does. Uh, we saw that last season during the playoffs, he just had nothing left to give. And that's that, you know, that's the point to stomp on the throat is if you see that coming at all. Uh, yeah. The, the jazz have, the jazz need to be really in tune with how the Clippers are feeling and how they're playing. Yeah. And I think that goes a lot into the coaching matchup. Yeah. Which I think the jazz have a, pretty definitive uh advantage i think ty Lue is a good coach i think he's also kind of been his his success has been a product of the talent he's had around him yeah um, but i would say that that quinn snyder is a better coach than ty Lue, and oh. i don't think that's like a hot take no and i think one of the really interesting things to me with this matchup is that what's going to happen to the clippers after it I do think that the Jazz are going to win this series. And if that actually is what happens, we're looking at two years in a row where the Clippers will have flamed out in the second series, in the second round. And that comes after they wooed Kawhi Leonard to come to LA after they gave up just an incredible haul of assets to get Paul George. Kawhi Leonard's got a player option for next season. He can walk. Mm-hmm. If the Clippers don't, make it to the Western conference finals this season. I don't know if he's coming back and they don't have anything that they can use to rebuild a roster. Also Ty Lue's not going to keep that job. I just, I mean, it, it could be an incredible blow up. 
I, I really am hoping that happens. <laughs> we saw the Jazz a few years ago with a Joe Johnson ISO on Jamal Crawford. Mm. Steal a game one. And then the Clippers clipping with multiple injuries to Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. And then forcing a game seven, Jazz come out, stomp them in the Staples Center and putting the nail in the coffin of the Lob City Clippers. That filled me with just an immense amount of joy. I'm, my body is ready yeah. <laughs> for that yeah. same joy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I, it, if it could happen again, I can't imagine how satisfying that must be for jazz fans to have that looming at the end. At the end of <laughs> to have that possibility looming at the end of this series, you might be able to watch the Clippers just completely implode. They lose Kawhi Leonard. Who? What? Are the, who's going to want Paul George if he can't get it done in another playoff series? I mean, there's just no way to fix that team if Kawhi walks. There's no way to fix that team if Kawhi stays. How are they going to get you better? Right. And I'm calling it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're so jazz. Jazz are going to win the series in seven. Book it. That's my prediction. Jazz in seven. Kawhi walks. Paul George is left on his island. Oh, what's the damn, what's his name? The owner, the Steve Ballmer. Beard. Yeah. Ballmer. <laughs> unfortunately drowns in a in a pool of his own tears <laughs> while yeah. also having uh, a brain aneurysm and a stroke at the same time and you know the jazz cement themselves as a very for real team haters are silent we look forward to the western conference finals it's gonna I'll, happen i'll do you one better greg jazz and six cool. Kawhi walks uh-huh I like this. You know, my reasoning why is the Clippers have some very real warts. Some yeah. very real warts that the Jazz are uniquely built to expose. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I know we talked about the Clippers being a very good shooting team. You want to get into a shootout with the Utah Jazz, the best three-point shooting team in NBA history? Bring it the f on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, right now I'm ready. Okay. Wait, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those are the two best three point shooting teams this season. The Clippers Who was had, number two? had a better, the Clippers had a better efficiency. The jazz made more threes. And so this might come down to volume. If it comes down to volume, Quanti the jazz quantity win. over quality, quantity, quantity over, over quality, quality. baby. <laughs> bombs away <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that the clippers are an exceptionally good team i think that the, also that the jazz have been underrated again like i said i've watched a lot of jazz basketball it is literally my job to do that and so my, i might be being swept away with the narrative uh but i don't think that they've reached their their highest level yet i think that this series is going to bring it out of them and I think that the the Jazz are gonna the Jazz are gonna win at home, and then Fuck. and then they'll win it on the road in L.A. Jazz Fuck. and six. Fuck it. <laughs> We're gonna be waving those Jazz flags right down Stockton Malone Boulevard. It's gonna Greg, happen. Greg is gonna 
break his microphone. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. You want to talk about Chris Tapps real quick? He is the NBA's most dishonorable player. Oh, speaking of dishonorable, actually, you know what? Here's what I'll say about Chris Stapps. Tim McMahon report where Chris Stapps was feeling like he was overlooked and he was uh, second rate compared to Luca. Guess what? You are. You are. I don't know. Maybe stop being seven foot three and dribbling out to the three point line to chuck contested jumpers. Like you're a pickup player at 24 hour fitness. Well, you think you're not second option to Luka Doncic? Get over yourself. Everyone yeah. on that team. No, no one will ever not be a second option to Luka so long as he's wearing a Mavericks uniform. Yeah, absolutely. Like take several seats. Yeah, take- I have watched videos of you doing doing split squat lunges with no weights, and you are dying. You are making agonizing noises. <laughs> You're an elite athlete. I can do that as at 36 years old, multiple times, and I'm fine. And you want to talk about being the number one option? You want to average 12 points a game while shooting, I don't know, like 30% for the series? You want to be seven foot three and average five rebounds a game? You want to go to a nightclub in Latvia as an elite athlete who is seven foot three and get punched in your face and do nothing, you have lost all credibility. You are not allowed to talk. This is now the Chris Stapps Porzingis shut the up challenge. (laughs) I just like, I don't understand where he cut like, on the heels of the Mavs being bounced out of the playoffs while Luca proved to everyone that he is clearly a number one option, that he's going to get the most max of max extensions. And on that, you're like, oh, I feel overlooked. And like, I'm second rate compared to Luca. Yeah, no. <laughs> Live up to your contract. Let's just start there. Instead of worrying about what option you are on the team, which, by the way, you're lower than second. So it, it's this, not it's even. It's the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade now. That's the Tim Hardaway Chris Jr. trade. was filler. <laughs> yeah. I, My and, man, you're on Trey Burke level at this point. He's never lived up to the contract. The fact that he even thinks that he's anywhere near Luca's realm is just ridiculous and embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for Chris Stapps. I don't e- I'm not even mad at him. I pity him. And you know what else? And this fills me with a whole lot of glee. <laughs> what? Because now I never, ever have to listen to investment advice from Mark Cuban ever again. Yeah. 
because the the Bitcoin of basketball players turns out he's not good. <laughs> you want to know who's dishonorable and who I I'm really hoping that the Jazz just really embarrass him during this series. Marcus mm-hmm. Morris. Marcus Morris. You've called many player on this podcast dishonorable and I have not yet. Marcus Morris is a dishonorable play. He plays with no honor. The mm-hmm. fact, you know, Marcus Morris wishes that he played with female tendencies. I don't even know what any of those things mean, but the day that he said those things when he was in New York is the day that he lost my respect. And so even if he were to go like seven of nine from three, it will, it will be a dishonorable performance. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, based on my okay. my knowledge of women that women enjoy? What's that? Vacations. And Marcus <laughs> Morris is going on vacation after seven games. Vacation, get away. One, two, three, Cancun. The Cancun Clippers, book it. God, I hate that guy. I think that's it. We'll wrap up here. We're going to come back at you, like I said before, game recaps after every playoff game. You know, we're going to let Greg have the day off. And so this is coming out early. You're going to get Tuesday regular weekly episode. Congratulations and you're welcome for hearing our voices one day early. Thank you for so much for listening. (laughs) Download, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Big shout out to the people that have been leaving us reviews because they're beautiful and they're glowing and I love them so much. So I really appreciate everyone doing that. Keep it up. Uh, follow Greg. I'm at, to be here. Yeah, Greg's here. Uh, if you, if you want to have a laugh, go read some of those reviews. <laughs> follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. Follow me at NBA Sarah. Follow the show at Unsalvageables and we will speak to you soon. Goodbye. builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America and the more you do with 5G the more building it right matters the more your network matters the more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters it's us pushing us it's Verizon versus Verizon 5G built right from America's most reliable network most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 US report of three mobile networks results may vary award is not an endorsement